I'm very sorry for keeping you here. Uh, I am the last one. Someone should be. Uh, in continuation to what we said uh, in the morning, uh, it is clear that, that we need uh, indicators to predict fracture. And since uh, we have not magic uh, uh, properties and we are not uh, like the prophets of the Bible or Kalfas and Cassandra of ancient Greeks, we need something more simpler. Uh, we had some ideas to use uh, innovative techniques. We presented them in the morning session. Uh, pressure stimulated currents, acoustic emission, and similar techniques. But uh, the progress is very slow. Uh, the results are not yet uh, reached. And we need uh, additional ideas. So this is a very uh, early presentation of uh, a project which is in progress. And, uh, it was an idea of one of our collaborators to steal ideas, to borrow ideas from, from other scientific branches. So what is important for us, and especially for people working in the restoration of monuments, is to predict the remaining life of uh, structural members. You can see here uh, one of the longer episodes of the Protilia in Acropolis of Athens. You can see clearly that they are badly cracked, and there are too many questions about the load carrying capacity. Of course, the engineers working in the Parthenon have taken care of the problem, but, uh, well, for aesthetic reasons, the supporting system is from above, so the tourists cannot see. In any case, we need uh, something else. And uh, the idea was to borrow ideas from uh, other scientific teams. The person who had the idea is not here. He was supposed to present the paper, but, well, he was afraid of the consequences of his idea, and he preferred to stay in Athens. His idea was to use natural time analysis instead of conventional time analysis. So, I will present you very briefly what is natural time analysis. It is uh, uh, a system that uh, considers the phenomena uh, as uh, transient uh, expressions of a dynamical system, and it attempts revealing of hidden features by changing the sequence of events. I'll explain it uh, better. It is an idea already in use in other scientific domains. Uh, uh, you can predict, uh, for example, the rise time model, earthquakes health attacks, and so on. When I uh, found that the method is used to predict earthquakes, I was very reluctant because I know that we cannot predict earthquakes. However, scientists and seismologists working in this field consider that it could be an idea. So what is the concept? If we have a time series of events in the natural time, first, second, third, we rearrange them in the natural time analysis, and the first event is placed on the 1 over n position, the second on the 2 over n, the third on the 3 over n, and so on. Now, for each event, we consider in addition another quantity which somehow represents the energy. Uh, so, instead of considering the events in the conventional time, we consider the pair of the natural time and the energy. 
And studying this pair, it is supposed to reveal some hidden dynamic effects of the system. So if we consider the evolution of this pair, x k into k as a continuous function, and uh, if omega and phi is the natural frequency, we can normalize this frequency over the value at zero and obtain this value, this function f omega, where pk is the probability to observe an event in the natural time space. Now, pk is a positive quantity, it sums up to unit, so it can be considered as a kind of probability. Then we can write for phi omega this expression, and then p omega is the characteristic function of the distribution of pk, as it is exactly in the probability theory. Now, it has been proven recently, a few years ago, that if the natural frequency is less than 0.5, the omega can be described as a polynomial of this form. Now, borrowing ideas from probability theory, where uh, the moments of the distribution and the distribution itself can be determined approximately by the characteristic function around zero, if we suppose that omega tends to zero, then we have this expression for p omega, where k1 is the variance in natural time instead of normal time. Now, the main point is that we should accept this axiom, which is proven in seismology and cardiology. If this value is equal to 0.7, the system enters to a critical condition. What is a critical condition? I do not know. We'll see later, perhaps. I'm not sure. But if we fulfill this condition, then something happens to the system from a dynamical point of view. The second quantity which is necessary to apply is the entropy, which is in fact is dynamic entropy, defined as usual dynamics, and we want its counterpart, the entropy upon reversal of time, which means that we reverse the arrow of uh, time. Then, according to the same theory, uh, borrowing from thermodynamics, if the state is uh, random, then this value is around, is a constant value equal to this. Now, if we want the system to be in a critical size, in a critical state, then we have to fulfill simultaneously these two conditions. K1 should be equal to 0.7 from below, and uh, both entropies, the normal and the upon reverse of time, should be constant equal to this value here. Uh, the question is what, time, what kind of time series should we uh, elaborate to obtain this theory? We decided to use acoustic emission because we had too many data from previous experiments we presented you earlier. So, we decided to carry out a tension test because the theory is simpler compared to the Brazilian test. And uh, we choose, uh, unfortunately for us, marble specimens again because we need information about marble. It was not a good choice, unfortunately. Because, as I mentioned already, marble is a very difficult material. You can see here that uh, besides an isotropy homogeneity, it also has very critical size effect. The dimensions uh, influence very much the properties. You can see here that in compression, the standard test uh, provides a strength around 80 megapascals, and we tested the specimens with 200 millimeters diameter. The stress is reduced to two thirds. So it is another problem. We had thus to use bigger specimens, whatever it means. 
this is the geometry of the specimen, and uh, this is uh, the slit uh, machine, mechanical, purely mechanical, without fatigue. Now, we use six sensors, six acoustic emission sensors to receive the data from the acoustic events. Two of them were spent just to measure events around the holes which transfer the load. Since these events are of parasitic nature, we should uh, remove them from our analysis. So we have four channels, in fact, two around each uh, uh, slit. You can see here the experimental device. We use in parallel DIC, uh, pressure stimulated fluids, everything mentioned in the morning, but attention is focused here to acoustic emission. You can see here the standard results <coughs> of the test and the notch mouth opening displacement. This is very important. Uh, in most cases, the notch mouth opening displacement, although the specimens were very carefully prepared, are not symmetric, which means that fracture starts from the one slit but not simultaneously from the other, usually the other one closes. Unfortunately, this is one of the consequences of using marble, which is strongly anisotropic and inhomogeneous layer material. So this is one of the channels, one of the specimens. You can see here the rise time parameter. This is, what, uh, this is the parameter we chose, standard parameter, rise time parameter. In the, natural, in the conventional time domain, and this is its evolution in the natural time. You see that there are critical differences. For example, around here we have one peak. Too many information is hidden in this area and is revealed by reconsidering the consequence, the sequence of the events. Now, uh, using the value of the function pf, you can see here the function considered critical, the k value 0.07, and this is the experimental of day one. As the events increase, the number of events increase, which means the load increase, the events increase, from 1 to 2 to 4, the blue line, the events increase, the events increase, the number of events. Finally, the experimental curve coincides with the theoretical predicted one. This means that it could be a critical state. Something happens and the system change uh, phase, okay, uh, delete phase, change state. Of course, this is a very difficult procedure because we have to calculate uh, for each hit the critical p value, p function, and uh, this is very time consuming. So we decided to work in a different uh, manner and we plotted k1 versus the number of hits. And in the same term, we have plotted the two entropies considered the entropy and the entropy of time reversal. Our effort was to see whether it is or not possible to detect critical points. You can see that in both cases, we have a point where both conditions are fulfilled. The K1 value approaches the critical one equal to 0 0.7 from below, while at the same time, both entropies, the normal and the one upon reversal of time, are lower than the critical value 0 0.996. The same happens in this specimen. There is a critical point. In general, and it seems strange, in all cases and all channels had a critical point where both conditions were fulfilled. You can see here some of the tests. The number is not very big. We have only six specimens, 24 channels. But in all cases, we 
could detect a critical point. Of course, what is important is that the slit that failed, that collapsed first, was the opposite one from the slit that entered first in a critical state. And this should be studied further. I don't know why. There is an explanation, perhaps. So, closing. Uh, since this is a progress which is already a project in progress, it seems that borrowing ideas from other fields could be useful. The main question is why the opposite slip fails first. It could be that if we consider a critical stage, <coughs> the formation of this process zone in grid materials, there is a stress redistribution in the slit that enters this critical condition. Perhaps this stress redistribution, and it should be studied further, uh, makes the material locally more ductile and thus prevent further crack propagation. And thus the opposite slit, which is not in a critical stage from this point of view, since it is much more brittle, starts cracking first. Perhaps, I don't know. It must be studied further, but it seems promising because in all tests we could detect critical points. Thank you.